When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am delighted to have our guest with us today, Julian Bradley. And man, I think this is the third time, right? Third time's a charm <laughs> for us getting together. Um, good to see. I know. Good to see you. How are you? Doing amazing. Thank you for uh, having me on your show. Of course, of course. Ready to our... add value and drop some knowledge on. That's great. Are you in San Diego as we're speaking? Yeah, I'm currently living in San Diego. I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, I know uh, I've been doing real estate out there flipping for the last um, about seven years. I uh, do Airbnbs and um, wholesaling and I also have a marketing agency and just living and loving life. Um, mm -hmm. Love inspiring and helping other people. Been speaking for the last 10 years and just, just happy to be of service and be on your show. Yeah, sounds great. Well, and I, you know, so you told us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, your marketing agency is called I Love Business Leads, which I think is hilarious. I mean, yeah. why not just go right through the th for the throat, right? It's like, that's what I want. Everybody loves um, them. <laughs> Yeah. And you also had a TEDx talk, uh, I mean, a TED talk, you know, um, to help others show up more powerfully, right? Not to just live their lives, but to have yeah. you know, this big community and stuff. So I want to talk to you, you know, about a, quite a few things. We met at um, Prosperity Camp uh, with Greg Reed. Yeah. Have you been to Secret Knock yet? Oh, of course. I've okay. been going for the last four, four years. Okay. All right. Good. I yes, can't I'll see you in May. Yeah, I can't remember seeing you that <laughs> last year for some reason. Um, that happens, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I do remember talking to you and going, hey, we haven't talked. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about um, Airbnbs. And then I want to talk about perseverance, if that's okay with you. Um, sure. Because, you know, we are in a market now where inflation's up. And obviously, where everybody's worried that the bottom's going to fall out of values, which I don't think is going to happen. But there is a shift going on. There's a few more foreclosures. <clears throat> a little, a little statistic that came out said that foreclosures doubled. Well, we didn't really have many foreclosures. So it's really easy to double, right? Um, but with forbearance and whatnot, we're going to start seeing some changes in the marketplace. You know, people decided not to pay their mortgage, but go out and buy a big car, you know, fancy car, and they may end up living in it now. So let's talk about Airbnbs and what has happened over the last few years in the transition of Airbnbs, because I know you manage some, you have some, you know, I'm in that space too. Yeah. We understand it really well, but what kind of shift are you seeing? Because I'm actually seeing a little bit of a shift myself. 
So for me personally, I absolutely love Airbnbs for the for the reason being that if um, you are just trying to start off and you're not necessarily looking to be tied to a property, you can Airbnb and you can do arbitrage. So that's a great strategy. And if you own a property, it's a great way to get accelerated mortgage port uh, pay down and get some extra equity and cash flow coming in by, you know, just offering a service where people are looking to pay a premium for staying in short term. So, you know, for me, I've seen certain areas and jurisdictions start to kind of crack down on Airbnb um, as far as like having a uh, residence that is only allowed to Airbnb um, if it wins a lottery or whatever that wow, you know, yeah. area is. You know, for me personally, um, when you do Airbnb arbitrage, uh, you're subleasing it under another person mm -hmm. and or another entity. And um, being that you're not the owner of that particular property, um, I don't feel like you'll be as affected as much with the, the new regulations. Now, that being said, with any regulations, there has to be enforcement, right? So yeah. um, with enforcement, I just don't see it very likely that Airbnb is going to enforce cracking down, taking some of the revenue out of their own pocket. Mm -hmm. Airbnb only cares about, uh, unfortunately, they don't even care about hosts really, I don't think. But <laughs> they care about the guests and they care about making their money, right? So um, the biggest thing is that, you know, the areas, if you do choose to do Airbnb, make sure that you pick them in a, spot that will be conducive to airbnb so for example if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out how you can get started in your local area and you have um, a few luxury apartment buildings um, some of the things to look out for where you have those luxury apartment buildings even if they necessarily kind of don't encourage airbnb but they just kind of turn their head i would say would be to make sure that you park uh, have a systematized check-in process where uh, they're checking in outside and they're getting the lockbox outside of the building. And then they're able to either park directly where your, the parking assigned is to your um, room that you give them. Mm -hmm. And then they can take that directly to their room. So that way they can go directly from the garage directly to their room without going through the front desk and the front lobby area looking around lost because <laughs> that's just going to- It's gonna show up. Yeah, sign. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just unwanted attention. Yeah. So um, that's like a ninja trick right there, and uh, that's going to help out a lot of people because you know at the end of the day, you know some of the, some of the best buildings to do um, Airbnb at in major cities are residential buildings that you know are closer to all the destinations because they're residential. So that's just a little little ninja quick tip. Yeah. People are looking to search and find their first building or to get some more properties right so let's talk a little bit about arbitrage because i think that your definition might be slightly different than than what everybody might be thinking right i just want to make sure that we're that we're on the same page because mm -hmm. uh you know we airbnb our own home the house i'm sitting in right now and then we also airbnb some properties that we have um uh, decided not to do long-term rentals we're just going to do short-term rentals but i know about 
uh, what I believe you're talking about with arbitrage, I'm aware of it, but I want to back up a little bit and just help people understand what that is, because there may be people listening that say, <clears throat> I really want to get into this, but I'm afraid to do my own home, which I think is crazy. We haven't had to make a mortgage payment in six years because Airbnb does it for us, right? Um, so we're not looking to pay down our mortgage. We're looking to not have to pay it to let someone else pay it for us. Um, but mm -hmm. some, some people may be saying, well, I'm saving money. I'm trying to you know, buy an investment property. I'm in competition with all the homeowners that are looking for homes. And then you know, when the foreclosures come out, I'm going to be in competition with other people. And of course, the investment strategy is totally different. It has to be a pretty house. You're not looking to fix and flip it. So let's talk about what you're talking about with arbitrage um, mm -hmm. as it relates to leasing from somebody else instead of buying and owning the home. Can you get a little more detailed about that so that people understand it? Yeah. I'm going to make it as simple as I can make it, which is you find a place that you want to rent, you rent it out, and then you re-rent it out on Airbnb after you furnish it. So yeah. that's as simple as it goes. Um, <laughs> you know, it can get a little more, it can get a little bit more complicated. Like I said, when you're dealing with different residential buildings or certain places that have HOAs and different things so uh, that, that's where you even have to landlords. just yeah you know, even landlords yeah even landlords you yeah. know the first thing is transparency right you just got to yeah. let the landlord know that you're doing it um typically like you know they're you're you're the best tenant for that landlord absolutely for a few different reasons mm -hmm. um, because the people who are managing that property as an airbnb owner um what they're doing is every single time someone checks out, they're getting it professionally cleaned. A Anything that might needs to get fixed, they're getting fixed, right? So no one, no, no long-term tenant, even a month-to-month -month tenant is getting it professionally cleaned every three days, every five days. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, for a landlord, that's the best, right? You just need to make that landlord feel comfortable working with you and making sure that you can explain to them how you're going to take care of their unit and their property and keep their investment safe. And, you know, even if they're a little bit hesitant, you can always, uh, you know, ask for rent plus a little bit more. You can, you'll pay a little bit more and you can, you know, have the ability to re-rent it. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's one strategy. Like I said, you know, the bit, the best thing is you just rent it, <clears throat> furnish it, and then put it on Airbnb. You know, when you rent it, the money that you bring in, I mean, the money that you have to pay, typically the down payment, you got to use cash. So yeah. let's say it's like three grand, right? You got to put down that three grand cash, the security deposit, whatever it is. Furnishing the unit, you can use credit and financing, right? So, you know, you can put that on a card and then you can take, uh, you know, the, the money that you make from the first month booking to start paying off that card. And yeah. after about, you know, four to six months, you know, it's already paid off and now you have a cash flow producing asset that is paid off and it's a way to get in the game with little to no money without having to incur, you know, there's pros and cons to owning it and then also there's pros and cons to renting it, right? Oh so, yeah, no question. You know, the, yeah. The, the bad part, the main bad part is you're just paying someone else's equity and, uh, you know, and basically you're just helping someone else, you know, get more rich, but it's a trade-off for not having to assume the risk or tax liabilities or any of the other things that come with owning a home, you know, but in each situation, the best thing to do is to do research. I use a ARDNA, uh -huh. which is like the MLS for Airbnbs. 
and you can put that in your information in there and get a detailed report of the different cities or areas where you're looking to invest in. So that way, when you go in, you have the best understanding about what type of numbers you're going to get at certain types of the year, because it depends on what type of the, what time of the year you also start depends on how quickly you're able to get some uh, cash paid yeah, down even sooner, in. right? Yeah. Versus like you start during the summertime versus start during November. Okay, so let's let's talk about a few more things because I, I just want to dig a little bit deeper because um, I know people that are listening are going, okay, so I'm just going to go find some landlord who's, you know, listing the house for rent and they're going to pull my credit and they're going to, you know, ha I have to do all this and I have to broach this conversation because I've done it, broach a conversation with the landlord. And most people mm -hmm. are, are going to be thinking, at least on this side, you know, most people are thinking, well, if the landlord could do, you know, Airbnb, why isn't he doing Airbnb. So let's talk about that a little bit about how you have that yeah. conversation because, you know, most landlords are tired of being landlords, <laughs> right? Um, but why haven't, why hasn't, well, that, haven't that's the thing that you said, said it right there. Yeah. Like you, 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 you literally just said it right there. Like most mm -hmm. landlords are tired of being landlords. So yeah. why in the heck would they want to be an Airbnb manager? That's even every more work than a landlord. I mean, you can make this a passive business. Yeah, yeah this is a hot. It literally, if you think if you think Airbnb's a real estate investing strategy, you're going to be soon awakened to know that it's a hospitality business. Yes, and there's you have to deal with cleaning. You have to deal with get re, restocking supplies. You have to deal with random customers like having issues with check-in and because they don't read the instructions and. You can send it to them in a video. You can send it to them in a text message. You can send it to them in an automated call and they still won't read it and they'll maybe still call you, right? And then what if your assistant's off work and now you got to field the call because they're checking in at 11 instead of three, right? So it's like, it's it's a business that, you know, can create financial freedom for you, but I think it has to do with what your goals are. You know, like you said, are you just trying to get your mortgage paid off? Are you trying to get an extra two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen, whatever, how much grand a month coming in? All right. Well, you're gonna have to build your business around that and you're gonna have to build systems around that. And you know, it all comes down to a system because if you're gonna think you're doing it yourself, you're gonna you're gonna run yourself into the ground. Yeah. You need to create oh, a system yeah. where people Yeah. Well, and there are services too. there are apps, you know, and they're always soliciting to me, you know, hey, we do cleaning. Hey, I can be your your uh, not mechanic, but your, uh, you know, handyman when you're gone. And we want to make sure that they're available all the time. There's all there's all kinds of idiosyncrasies, you know, little things that go on. We've been Airbnb now for about six years. So we have we're deep into this. We know. We know what the requirements are. We know what we're we're dealing with. We know what properties are a pain in the butt and what ones are, you know, really good and everything too. Um, yeah, so I think that's really important. The way I look at it in some of these, not all of them, but in some of these, uh, because we have different strategies, but, um, you know, if you have $3,000, you could let it sit in the bank and earn nothing or you can have it move, right? And have it moving for you and getting some kind of return on it. And I think that's the important thing, you know, about this. I want to go back one more time to um, a couple of different strategies in renting. Um, I believe what you're talking about is, let's just use this example. The house is renting for $1,000 a month. You say to the landlord, I'll pay you $1,000 a month. And then you earn, let's say $1,600 a month. You pocket the $1,600 my, you know, after expenses, whatever that may be, and you pay the landlord the thousand dollars a month. Correct. That's the easiest way to do 
to do this. But there are other ways. Yeah, that's that's the easiest way. Yeah, I would my multiples at least I need double. Yeah. Um, so if rent is you know three thousand, I need six thousand at least coming in yeah. a month, right? For that for that yeah. unit. If rent is two thousand, I need at least four thousand for that unit. And then because you have to um create a uh equation where you have to figure out the occupancy rate in that area. Right. And most right. of the time I usually say between seventy five percent, eighty five percent. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the summertime would be higher, but once you put that in the equation and then match that up with the results that you were getting from the air DNA, you'll be able to easily see if this is going to be a property that's going to barely make you money and you can just like use it whenever, or if this is going to be really a cash flowing producing asset. Yeah. Yeah. The other strategy that we've done is the, the, um, landlord says, well, wait a minute, if you're going to do that, maybe we could do this together. And so we've we've done profit sharing on on that type of situation where there is no rent. Right. And we'll just mm -hmm. split. Um, and it's not 50 50 because I'm doing all the work. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's a 70 30 split where we just, you know, work together to to make it work, you know, all the time. And and we, we just there's no rent. We just split mm -hmm. the profit. You know, we split the the um, the profit and and after after expenses and whatnot. So there's a lot of different ways that you you could do these types of things. Um, I wanted to ask you what your involvement is in multifamily. And I'm not talking about apartment buildings. I'm not talking about commercial syndication. I'm talking about sort of the mom and pop, like I've got a two unit or a four unit or a nine unit. What have you been finding in that arena um, as far as your involvement or what you're seeing others are getting involved in there? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, for me personally, I've been doing single families um, as my bread and butter for many years. Um, haven't been doing that many multifamilies as much, um, but typically I like four units. Uh, you know, four units quadplex is a great, you know, mm -hmm. great, great number to work with because now you can let's say maybe live in one, rent out the other ones, and there's just more flexibility. Obviously, the more doors, the more chances for increasing your revenue but then also you know you're more protected against risk if something happens to one tenant you're still getting income from the three other tenants yeah. during the other um you know <laughs> during the month so yeah you know I, I think that if you're going to if you're going to do uh airbnb um definitely do try to get as many units as you can big rooms you know it depends on your area too i mean some some places you can just get big rooms get a bunch of bunk beds Right. And, you know, you can charge a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be that nice of a place. But, you know, if you're if you can sleep typically over 10 people to 12 people, now you can start right, you know, charging your own price because now you can start hosting events. Different people come in from out of town right. and, you know, everyone throws 100 bucks a night right now that that place that normally would rent for like 400 bucks or maybe 300 dollars for the night. Now you can get like twelve hundred for the night. So, I mean, it there's just different pricing strategies, which depend mm -hmm. on your market, but it's just having that awareness to have those tools in the tool belt to be like, okay, yeah. how can I handle the situation? Similar to what you're saying, we're working with owners. I mean, it all comes down to your resourcefulness and creativity because yeah. there's always a solution to the, to what you're facing, right? So you can just yeah. figure out a creative way to go about it. 
So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I love it. Okay, let's stop talking about Airbnbs for a minute. I know you do fix and flips as well. I know we won't go down that, you know, that road or anything, but I know you do that as well. So if anybody's interested in learning about that, I'm sure that you're having some mentoring or, you know, guiding people along that path. But I want to talk more about mm -hmm. this other side of what you talk about, about um about establishing your power and and you know resilience and and like I was talking about earlier. So tell us tell us why this is a topic that you talk about. What a little bit about your history, and then what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What what significance are you trying to accomplish in the world? What impact are you trying to have in the world um, by utilizing that that um, as well? Because there's you know it's one of those things where your mess is your mission. A lot of people say mess is mess is my message, but I think it's really mess becomes your mis mission. Is there a story behind here that you said, yeah, that's it. I'm fixing the rest of everybody. They're not going to go through it again. So. <laughs> yeah. And to be super laser with it, I mean, like I was 17. I had my first opportunity to have a sales job out prior to that. I was working at Best Buy as one of the top sales computer people. And I was remember getting frustrated because I was getting paid the same amount of money as someone who wasn't doing as well as me. And mm -hmm. I just was something was off about that. It just didn't make me feel right. So I had an opportunity to work with Cutco. They said, hey, you want to you know, work for I think it was $18 per appointment back then, back in 2009. Mm -hmm. And um that really opened my eyes up because that was the base, but I never got the base. I always got the commission. And that summer I made $30,000 at 17 years old in commission. Selling Cutco. And ever since then, selling knives. Yeah. And that changed my perspective of a lot of things about money. It changed my perspective about hustle, sales, making calls. It also changed my perspective about actually showing up and actually showing up for the work that leads to the sales calls because a lot of times people want the end result but they're not willing to sit on the phones and dial they're not willing to you know go drive around and go to no show get you know drive all the way somewhere and it's a no show now what do you do right how do you handle yeah. your energy how do you handle your emotional state and um you know after that experience i really wanted to get more money so i started asking the people who are more successful than me you know how can i make more money how can i make more money and everybody said you know you're you're thinking about the wrong thing you shouldn't be thinking about how to make more money. You should be thinking about how to become a better person. And at first I was kind of like taken aback. I didn't know how to accept, you know, receive that. But then they were like, well, cheer me out. If you're always looking for money, you're just doing things for money versus if you're per being a person of value, people are going to pay you based off of your value. The more value you add, the more money you'll make. So I said, okay, how do I make, how do I, you know, get add more value as a person? How do I get more Right. I, they told me, hey, go to Tony Robbins, you know, hey, listen to these books, you know, listen to these audios that 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 year I read 50 books. I went to Tony Robbins and I went to a few other places and I started to not only, you know, incorporate that stuff in my life. But what happened was while I was doing the sales, I actually had one of the top sales um, averages in the whole country selling in an inner city area. And um, my average order was like 875 and like the national order was like 250. So they started to put me on stages. And while I was getting put on stages, I started to speak about sales techniques that I was using and created. But then I was like, hey, well, you should really start listening about this mindset stuff. Mm -hmm. so I started teaching about things that were actually getting me results in my life that I start learning from, you know, Bob, um, uh, Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy, 
-hmm. Zig Ziglar, all these guys, um, you know, thinking, I was just downloading all this knowledge, but I was also implementing it and testing it out and, you know, trying again, trying again and like learning more about myself, learning more about how I can grow. And it just was like infectious. I started sitting down at people across the table with people, um, you know, face to face selling the knives. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I wish you could teach this to you know, my employees. I wish you could teach this to my kids. I wish you could teach this stuff to, you know, my 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 coworkers. Right. So it got to the point where everyone's saying, like, OK, you need to start doing this. So I started, you know, coaching. I, I got certified in Tony Robbins, NLP, started, did all this emotional intelligence stuff. Um, my goal all in all of this is just to expand people's consciousness and help people think different, help people get more clarity in their lives so they can make better decisions. The better decisions you make, the better you feel, the better you feel, the better your world is, right? So you, everybody wants to feel good all the time. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'll just leave it. Attraction. I'll leave it with this one little key tip. Yeah. Attraction is another great. Yeah. Um, the one key that like kind of changed my life a couple of years back was just focusing on my feelings and then asking myself, how do I feel right now? And then asking myself logically, just figuring out where in the baseline and then asking myself, how do I need to, what do I need to do to feel a little bit better? If I'm having a bad day, what do I need to do to feel a little bit better? If I'm having a great day, what do I need to do to feel a little bit better? Ah. And the more you ask yourself that question, your brain's gonna get tired of answering it and you're automatically gonna start ramping you up in a good positive state. Ooh, like you know, it. sometimes you might need to change your posture. Yeah. Sometimes you might need to change your vocal tonality. Sometimes mm -hmm. you might need to change, you know, your motions, right? Maybe you've been sitting still for a while, dance, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's so many different ways, but that's like one little nugget I want to leave you guys with yeah, that you can apply it. right now. You don't have to read a bunch of books, but you can just do that one thing. And I love change. that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you aren't, it isn't just you know, make one more phone call or write one more note or send one more email. Um, it's not all technical. It can be, you know, something physical to you. It could be emotional, you know, like read a poem, you know, smile Good at dog. somebody. I love that, that, you know, it's again, increasing your awareness. So funny. I've been, I've had several podcast interviews today and, um, we're all about awareness today. Today is the word of the day is awareness is increasing awareness for everything. And so that's kind of exciting that 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 is. So thank you so much for doing that. Julian, I'm so excited to yeah. see you. Am I going to see you in at Prosperity Camp in January? Of course. Okay, good. Yes. good. So I'll be out there yeah, in January. And of course, at Secret Knock, I'll see you there as well. But thank you so much. I know we've tried so mm -hmm. long to try to get this pulled together. But I, I wanted to have just another conversation with you, you know, share some of your wisdom with everyone and ask you, I know you said you were going to leave with one thing, but do you have a quote that or a mantra that you live by that you'd like to share with everyone? Yeah, yeah. I'm attracting the right people, places, and opportunities in my life in order for me to achieve my goals and help others do the same. Yeah, That's all. I say that to myself throughout the day, and I'm always attracting the right people, places, and opportunities in my life in order for me to help achieve my goals and help others do the same. Bingo. So can you. Mic drop. Yep. That's mic drop right there, baby. Thank you. So, <laughs> or a heart explosion <laughs> as you've done there. <laughs> again, Definitely. I want to say, yeah, I want to again say thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on your show as well. So we'll put the link to both shows so that more people will be listening to your show and learning more about what you're doing. And we really appreciate that very yeah. much. And, uh, you know, I look forward to just continuing our relationship and thank you again for so, so much for being on the show today.
No problem. Thank you. You can Absolutely. find me on Julian Bradley TV, julianbradley.com. Much love, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. And we'll have those links in there as well. Take care. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.